I am so excited that you are joining us for this new season of Bridge Women and this new series, Authentic Prayer. And during this season and through this series, we're going to be connecting with each other through our Bridge Women Connect groups. And so if you have not yet signed up for a group, it is not too late. You can still do that. Just go to our Bridge Church website, thebridgechurch.tv, go to the Bridge Women page, and you'll see all the groups listed there. We've got in-person groups, online groups, groups happening all different days and times of the week. So check that out. Or maybe you just want to invite a few girlfriends to do this series with you. And that would be awesome too. Because in this series, we are going to talk about prayer. We're going to grow in our prayer lives. And we are going to be praying together. Praying for each other. And I believe we are going to see God do some miraculous things in and through our lives. All right? Now today is our introduction into this eight week series. And so as we get started, I want to encourage you to get a notebook, get a journal, something that you can dedicate to this series, something where you can take notes, but also where you can record prayer requests of others that you're doing this with, because we want to be standing with each other and praying for each other. All right? So make sure you grab that journal or notebook. And then As we launch into this introduction today, you know, I really just simply want to ask two questions. And the first question is this. Do you ever struggle in your prayer life? You know, I think most often Christians don't really want to admit if they struggle in their prayer life. But, you know, statistics say that only 68% of Christians actually pray daily. That means that over a third of us don't have regular prayer lives. And it can happen for so many different reasons. I think one of the biggest reasons that we struggle in our prayer life is because we allow busyness to crowd prayer out of our lives. Maybe you've experienced that before. But you know, there's so many different reasons. Sometimes we feel insecure in praying. Sometimes people feel like, oh, I don't really know how to pray, or I hear someone else pray, and I think, oh gosh, I don't know how to pray like that. Sometimes we wonder, are we doing it right? Sometimes we're intimidated to pray out loud. Sometimes we feel like, Our prayers aren't as powerful as others. Our prayers aren't as heard by God as others. And sometimes I think we just overthink prayer and we make it a little bit more complicated than it really needs to be. But in this series, we are going to see that prayer can be so simple. We're actually going to simplify prayer and see how our simple authentic prayers can be so incredibly powerful. So we want to stop that struggle with prayer, and we want to see all of our prayer lives grow and expand through this series. Now, the second question that I want to ask is a much bigger question, and it is, what is prayer? 
Now, over the next seven weeks, we're going to be continuing to answer this question. But today, in our introduction, I want us just to lay a foundation and see some foundational things about prayer. But first, before we talk about what prayer is, let's just mention a few things that prayer is not, all right? Prayer is not hard work. Some people can think it's so hard to pray. Prayer is not hard work at all. And prayer is not a formula. There's not a right or wrong way to pray. And prayer is not a performance. You don't have to impress anyone. You don't have to impress God. And you don't need to sound like anyone else when you pray. All right? So those are just a few things that we all need to understand prayer is not. So we can take some pressure off of ourselves. Now, I want to talk about three things that prayer is. First of all, prayer is relational. Think about your best friend, that person that you just love being with, that you want to talk to about everything. That's how prayer should be with God. We should see him as our best friend that we want to talk to about everything. And when you're with that best friend, talking to that friend that you're so comfortable with, conversation is easy, isn't it? And conversation is two-sided. In those relationships, I am confident that you're not having just one-sided conversations. You talk, and then you listen. Prayer is conversation with God. And also, part of having relational conversation is understanding that those conversations are heartfelt. You know, Jesus' prayers were always heartfelt. They were never cold and distant. They were from his heart, from a heart of compassion. And you know, in James chapter 5 and verse 16, I love this verse in the Passion Translation. It says that tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayers of a godly believer. Prayer is simply heartfelt conversation with God. What a privilege that we can have relationship with the God of this universe and conversation with him. Now, the second thing I want us to see about prayer is that not only is prayer relational, but prayer is spiritual. Now, you might be listening saying, uh, well, of course, prayer is spiritual. But you know, sometimes I think we kind of lose sight of that. We need to understand prayer is not religious duty. Prayer is spiritual activity because it engages the spirit realm. Now, I want us to walk through a lot of scripture in the next few minutes, okay? So grab those pens and papers and jot these things down. We're not going to take time to read all of them, but I want to refer to them, and you can go back and read them later, okay? Now, in Hebrews 4, verse 16, it says, Come boldly to the throne of grace, where we'll find mercy and grace in our time of need. Think about this with me. Jesus is our high priest, And he is seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. And we, you and me, we have been given an invitation to come 
to his throne. And not to come timidly, but to come boldly to his throne. Wow, what an honor that is. That is what we do through prayer. We come to his throne. But then it doesn't end there. In Psalm 145, 18, and also in the New Testament, we see it, that when we come near to him, the Bible tells us that he comes near to us. Wow, when we come to his throne, he gets on the edge of his seat. He leans forward. He opens his arms, and he comes near to us. What a privilege and honor that is. But it doesn't just end there either. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says we can be confident that he hears and answers our prayers. Wow, not only are we invited to come to his throne, but he leans forward to come near to us and he hears and answers our prayers. How amazing that is. What an incredible privilege that is in prayer. But we also need to recognize that we have a real enemy in this world, and he exists to steal, kill, and destroy everything that God is doing and that God wants to do in and through our lives. Therefore, when we pray, we engage in spiritual warfare. In Ephesians 6 and verse 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And it tells us that instead of wrestling against people, they are not our enemies, we do war against the rulers of the darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness. That should not scare us in the least. That should not intimidate us at all. But we need to be aware of that. But it's not scary because Colossians 2:15 tells us that Jesus through his death and through his resurrection disarmed the supernatural forces operating against us triumphing over them. That is good news. Jesus has won the victory. But it gets even better than that because in Luke chapter 10 and verse 19 Jesus gives that authority to us. He says that he has given us authority over all the power of the enemy, not just over some of it, but over all the power of the enemy. And that is the confidence that we should have when we pray. But it is up to us to use that authority. And many Christians sit back in prayer and, okay, well, Lord, whatever happens, happens, whatever you want to do, okay. But God has put authority into our hands, and we have the privilege and the honor of using that authority in prayer. And you know what? This privilege that we have in prayer is so incredibly powerful. It's spiritual activity and 
that powerful spiritual activity is multiplied when we pray with other people of faith. In Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20, it says that when two of us are gathered and two of us agree in prayer, it shall be done for us. And it tells us that when two or more are gathered, God is there in our midst. Remember that statistic we talked about that said only 68% of Christians pray daily? Let me tell you the next part of that. Of those who pray, only 2% of them said that they are willing to pray out loud with others. Wow, that is pretty staggering to me. The enemy knows that there is power in our prayers, so he tries to intimidate us and keep us from praying with each other. So we have got to recognize that. And I want to ask you, if you are uncomfortable praying with others. If it's difficult for you to pray out loud, would you recognize that that is the enemy trying to hold you back from more of God's power being released in your life. And in this series, and at the onset of this series, I want to encourage you to open your heart and to ask God to help you become willing and courageous in stepping out more fully in that area to pray with others. Because through that, God will do so much in your life. All right? So, Prayer is relational. Prayer is spiritually powerful. And the third thing I want us to see is that prayer has already been modeled for us. We're not just thrown out on our own. Okay, now go figure it out. Figure out how to pray. No, prayer's already been modeled for us. Jesus tells us how to approach prayer in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. We know this passage of scripture as the Lord's Prayer. And I want to take a moment to read these verses together. It says, In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus gave us this framework for prayer. It is far more than a prayer to just recite as it is. It's actually a framework for us. Let me tell you what I mean. You see, in the Bible, we see Jesus praying far more prayers than just this prayer. He prayed other prayers, other types of prayers. We see so many other people's prayers recorded in the Bible. I haven't taken time to count them all, but I've been told that there's over 650 prayers recorded in the Bible. And I love that because that shows us that everyone's prayers are unique in and of themselves, to themselves. And our prayers don't have to sound like anyone else's. And the Bible also talks about so many different ways to pray. And I believe it is safe 
safe to say that all the different prayers we see in the Bible, all the different types of prayers the Bible talks about, will all fit into the framework of the Lord's Prayer. And in this series, we're going to pull them all together, and we're going to walk through the framework of the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to see how other people's prayers and other types of prayers fit into the framework of the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to see that we too can have our own authentic prayers that we wrap around this framework. So, if we can recognize that prayer is simply relational, prayer is spiritually powerful, and prayer has already been modeled for us, and we can make that model authentically ours, then that simplifies everything. And I believe it will help us to pray even more. And that is our goal. And so, in conclusion, I just want us to all realize that no matter where we are at in our journey of faith, no matter where we're at in our prayer life, we all have room for growth. And growth begins with humility, recognizing and acknowledging that we have room to grow. You know, in Luke's account of the Lord's Prayer, it says that one of the disciples asked Jesus, he said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Think about the disciples. They had walked the earth with Jesus in the flesh. How incredible would that be? They had seen Jesus praying. They had heard Jesus praying. They'd seen Jesus go off on his own to pray. They'd been invited and included in times of prayer with Jesus. They'd seen Jesus pray for countless people and seen him do countless miracles in people's lives. Yet, even after all of that, one disciple, one of his followers said, teach us to pray. When is the last time you asked Jesus to teach you to pray. Do you ever take prayer for granted? Have you ever felt like, oh, you've kind of mastered how to pray? I want to be like this one that is continually wanting more, continually asking Jesus to teach me how to pray. And I want us at the beginning of this series right now to join our hearts together and ask Jesus to teach us to pray. Father, we come before you right now. And God, we open our hearts to you. And we acknowledge that we have not arrived, but God, we want to grow in our prayer lives. And so we are asking Jesus, teach us to pray. Give us more of your heart for prayer and our role in prayer. Give us a greater revelation of the power that we have in prayer. Open our hearts. Help us to open our hearts more fully to you and what you're wanting to do in our lives and help us to open our hearts more fully to each other. 
that we can pray with and for each other and see you do the miraculous. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Well, I am excited to move forward in this series with you girls. And right now, I want to give you a few questions to talk about with those that you are doing this series with, okay? So today, first question, number one, how would you honestly describe your prayer life? Number two, are you comfortable praying out loud with others? And number three, how would you like to see your prayer life grow? All right, talk about those things together, pray for each other, and then throughout the week, let's continue to be asking Jesus to teach us to pray. I love you girls, and I am praying for you. <laughs>